Hi, I'm Justine, and I'm here to tell you being mentally ill isn't the end of the world. I know what it's like to live with a mental illness. It's hard. You're constantly trying to hide your struggles from others, and you feel like you're weaker than others because of your illness. But that's not true. So many badasses struggle with mental illnesses, but they don't talk about them because they're afraid of being judged or thought of as weak-minded. Well, guess what? They're not. We can change that by talking openly about our struggles and sharing our stories with each other in a positive light. This is why I created Mentally a Badass, so we can come together as badasses who are also mentally ill or who has had it rough in life and share our stories with one another in a safe place that celebrates our strengths rather than shames our weaknesses. I hope this podcast helps you feel less alone in this crazy life of ours, and I hope it makes your life just a little bit better. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I have a very special guest joining me. Her name is Justina, and we go way back all the way to our kindergarten days. She's someone who brings a unique perspective to the table as she has personally experienced various challenges involving her mental health. In this episode, we catch up after not talking for decades to talking about social anxiety and seasonal depression. Enjoy! everybody welcome back to mentally a badass my name is justine and today i have an old friend that i have known since i was maybe in kindergarten and we have recently reconnected through social media oh my gosh i'm getting emotional (laughs) right now the reason i'm getting emotional is because we haven't had a face-to-face conversation since well actually no we did have a facetime okay not counting that (laughs) we had a quick facetime But before that, we haven't, like, we lost touch. Like, we didn't have each other's phone numbers. I had to move to a different school. Oh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about our childhood here. We're going to really, I feel like she is such an amazing person to bring on to, like, we can both share, like, because we had, like, similar childhood experiences in school. And you guys know, like, I've touched a little bit about, like, my childhood trauma. So I think literally she is going to be, like, the perfect person to talk to because we both experienced certain things together um so I'm super excited to dive into that and then we're gonna also talk about you know adulthood working from home and how working from home could be a little could be isolating and she's gonna bring on amazing valuable tips because she's amazing on that she also does have a YouTube channel um which I would link there as well but anyways I know that was kind of a little bit of a long intro (laughs) (laughs) I think I just had so much to say and I'm just like I went from like okay ready to oh my god I'm so excited for this conversation so welcome Justina thank you thank you so much Justine oh my god this is amazing we have been planning this for a very long time I know (laughs) Oh my Very goodness. Much. And I just like, I felt like there were so many things that kept coming up. Like the, the one time we were going to interview, my wife, I decided to go out. Yeah. And then, and then I was in Jersey and I think just like a million things just kept coming up between both of us. And it just, just like, life. and it just yes. wasn't working. And I was like, what is going on? So I was like, okay, but I'm glad we're finally here now. We're able to take a, take an hour of our day to, you know, talk about mental health and just have like an overall like general conversation. So uh, Justina, let's let's talk about let's go. Let's go deep dive into your path. That's what we do on every Mentally About Us episode. Ooh, OK, let's know. do it. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> So a little background, her and I both went to Our Lady of Libra and that it doesn't exist anymore. That's how we met. We're best friends, literally like soulmates in, in that we way. We were BFFs for life. 
in yes. kindergarten, first grade, second grade too, from what I remember. Yes, because I left in second grade and you apparently left yes. in second grade too, but I didn't know that until until like what, last month? <laughs> <laughs> I think my mom knew you were leaving. So she was like, I'm picking you out also. Really? That oh was my our God. last Everything, year. I rem- you know, I still have the visual moment in my head of when we we're saying our last goodbyes on our last day of school. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I was so dramatic in my head. I was like in like, like you know, I was kind of like main character in a movie being like, bye. Bye. Oh, we were so little. But think about it. We made history. We watched um, 9-11 happen. Yes. In first grade in that school. I remember we were able to see the buildings and the smoke from the windows in our school. And, and now you're seeing smoke again today. And so, yes, today in New Jersey, that, yes, that, that's a little weird. Is yellow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so scary. Oh my goodness. I was like, everyone just come it, to Florida right now. We're, we're clear skies over here. It really is. Disclaimer, the air quality in New Jersey is very bad right now. So stay away. Oh my goodness. It's at about 183, I think right now. What is it supposed it's to really- be? I mean, I feel like it's usually in the 40s. Like the oh, air quality is usually... Yeah, it's very unhealthy right now. So they're recommending oh, us to stay indoors. Oh, yeah, I would too. I Before we got on here, I saw a TikTok with this girl. She was taking a TikTok outside in New York when it was like completely yellow. She's like dancing in her TikTok and everyone's walking around with no mask. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like I'm even worried to walk my dog right now because I'm like, I have to walk him around for a while and I was reading online that like the air quality is really bad for animals too. Like oh, yeah. their lungs are smaller than ours. Um, I'm like, my poor thing. I don't even, I don't even want to take him out. Oh goodness. That's so scary. But I hope it clears up. I mean, it will I hope. eventually. Yeah. They're saying it might take a few days. So we'll see how long that takes. That's definitely going to like dive into like uh, the isolation of being home and everything like that. But yes. before we dive into that, I need to keep myself on track <laughs> On track, I know, right? Well, let's continue from Our Lady of Libra. So we made history together. We watched 9-11 happen. And another thing was like very traumatizing was when I had such a close friend as a Mm -hmm. child. Mm -hmm. And then we were literally separated from each other. Like we had the same names. You were (laughs) with an E, I was with an A. You know, so it's like you couldn't miss, like you couldn't mess us up. We had the same name, Justine, Justina. Can I also just throw myself under the bus right now? <laughs> I want to throw, I want, I want to, okay. I'm actually okay. really happy that we're talking because I've been feeling bad for this my whole life and I thought I traumatized you, but apparently you don't remember this. But I, <laughs> I mean, I did tell you on our FaceTime, but I want to tell the whole world because I'm an tell asshole. Tell everyone. Oh. <laughs> Share it, go ahead. Put me under the bus. No, put me on. I'm putting myself under the bus. Well, me too. You put uh, me under the bus. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm putting myself under the bus the time I put you under the bus. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so there I'm imagine this person listens to the podcast too. So there was this boy named Christian. <laughs> and he was my first crush. And it was first grade. I remember we were at lunch eating and then someone heard that I liked Christian. So that boy, I don't know who this boy was, went to Christian to tell him to like sh- tell him in his ear, just he likes you. And I was like, oh my God, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I'm like freaking <laughs> out because I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting anxiety. And then there, and then he was like, who? And then so he was having a hard time hearing the boy. And I was like, 
oh justina not justine justine and i was like and it was like i was like no it's her it's her it's her and then i think you were kind of doing the same thing back at me or i don't remember <laughs> i have no idea but like i was the first who had the crush on him and then like you were I was just literally just through our friendship under the bus and I was like no no it's her take her like <laughs> listen that is what friends are for honestly I do not remember this but <laughs> like I try to remember it a little bit I started to remember who Christian was <laughs> but that incident I do not recall so it's okay <laughs> uh, well at least I know you don't you didn't hate me for that and then I remember I was no. crying I was crying so much that they had to put me in my sister's lunch because I wouldn't eat lunch because I was crying so much <laughs> yeah it was it was it was so embarrassing maybe I remember more because it was like I was crying and everything and it was dramatizing and maybe you were just kind of like okay whatever <laughs> yeah I I mean that you know what's funny that's how I am still to this really? day now that I am an adult and older mm-hmm. if anything happens if someone says anything I'm just like yeah whatever things really? I do not let things phase me and I feel like that's how I was as a child also but like yeah, I have like even with my brother they would like pick on my brother or like I'll be like do it to me leave my little brother alone like I don't Aww. care don't mess with my brother oh yes Stina, <laughs> yeah, that's so sweet I Maybe- do not let things phase me because then it's like well I mean I can't say this as a child because I didn't know maybe it was just like my mom's attitude or something that's where I got it from Maybe. but now I'm like you can't let things dwell on your life yeah like, yeah, there's there's this quote where it says, don't let the behavior of others destroy your inner peace. Exactly. Yeah, I guess I was just like the emotional friend, like the one that just cried <laughs> over everything. And then you were just kind of I think that's how we complimented each other. Mm-hmm. And I just like I feel like, oh, God, that was so long ago. We were like, what, seven when we got separated? Sounds like we're yes. like sister and sister. We got separated by like child services or something like that. <laughs> But literally that's what it was like very traumatizing and it's funny because till this day I always remembered you right always always like you were my ch- you were my first childhood best friend uh-huh. and of course we had the same names and then you know I went to your house a couple of times we did a couple things together so it was like oh I remember her and I remember when I first saw you on Facebook that was a couple uh-huh. years back, but I'm like, uh-huh. no way, that's just the, oh, oh, you know? So it's like just that excitement. I wonder if that's how you found me. I think you found me, right? I think I did fi- uh, find you on Facebook. I think I didn't know for sure if it was you. Because it was like, your name was Justina, but I think, I mean, your last name on there was like Alyssa. Yeah. So it wasn't, yeah. So I, I think, I, think i accepted it because you had mutual with the other people from our lady libra but i just i was like wait it does look like her but i couldn't really like mm-hmm. tell because you know we're so young mm-hmm. you know and now i feel like we kind of like look the same but we just look older <laughs> I, I, I like our faces i mean do you remember i had like the the bangs and everything like that yes i hated those You're- bangs. <laughs> we were so cute we had uniforms like remember the halloween party i I do miss those days yes i was tina turner for halloween one year i had no idea who i was rest in peace tina turner i think it's a powerpuff girl one time (laughs) wow so um what else do we talk about during i feel like i i feel like you probably remember those years better than me i don't know well another thing another thing that i remember in our lady libra was um 
the two girls that we had problems with. You remember their names? I don't remember. Their I do, names. and I, I have just, a. I, I do, and I have a both on social media. Well, I just remember like being envious towards them. Yes, and and I remember. I mean, we were going to an a pretty much expensive Catholic school at that time. Yeah, because, we're uh, prestige, especially especially that we had siblings. You know, it wasn't just us. Yeah, but. Like, my parents worked really hard to get us into that school. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they sacrificed other things for us in our lives because they wanted us to have a better education. Mm -hmm. So it was like seeing all these other girls have, like, a journal or these cute pens or crayons, you know, whatever, like, the little Limited to. Limited to. The clothing, yes. Or the shoes, you know. So it was, like, hard seeing that and not having that as a child. Yeah. And and I feel like I'm not going to lie that stuck with me pretty much throughout my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like seeing people have nicer things than I have because uh-huh. you know I you know growing up in low income family or growing up and having so many other siblings and having a single mother. Mm. So it it was very very challenging and in Our Lady of Libra is where it started at a very very young age I don't think it was kindergarten I would say more of like first or second grade Uh maybe my last year there in second grade because you know our brains are still developing we're learning Mm -hmm. so many things Mm -hmm. that's why I don't think it was kindergarten but second grade was when I learned (laughs) (laughs) this this story is pretty funny so in second grade there was a guy not a guy he was a kid and he had he had this book that I wanted and guess what I kept fighting for that book that I wanted and he had it and he kept Uh. bragging to me that he had it so Uh I literally stabbed him like I didn't stab him like make him bleed but like I poked him in the back like I want this book give me this book and we're in a Catholic school so (laughs) you know they do not play around yeah and you know he started crying and then I got sent to the teacher then I got sent to the principal or whoever and I got in big trouble for it but it was like I learned a lot that that's when I learned because I always remember that story that's when I learned that I can't always get what I want Mm -hmm. like I can see it and I can want things Mm -hmm. but I cannot always get my way and because I didn't I didn't get the book (laughs) I, I, you know, I don't remember that at all. I think it's because it was, it's your story and everything. So like how yeah. you don't remember how me crying and like, it, it, it's really interesting. And I think that shows right now that if you remember it, it affected you deeply down in your subconscious. Yes, exactly. And you know how there's like, there's people out there who would cause trauma towards you. And then you would try to, you know, have that conversation with them be like, oh, I never did that to you. And they're like gaslight you in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's like. And it's like, oh, I don't remember that. And it's like, well, you don't remember because it's not your story. It's not your trauma. So yeah. it just shows because remember, you, like, cause that, cause that sounds like, you know, you stabbing so- somebody with a pencil, whatever like that. That's a pretty big event. Did I tell you one time in a freshman year of high school, I made kid bleed <gasps> because he kept calling me short in high school. <laughs> So you weren't even a child. You were, your brain was fully developed by now. No, your brain's not fully developed in high school. I was still like 13 or 14. Yeah, I I was, 
Well, I didn't mean to make him bleed. It was more like I was bullied for being short. So there was this kid and this kid was actually my friend too. Like he wasn't like, he he was just, he knew what to do to, you know, to get on my last nerve kind of thing. And he was, he kind of pushed me to, he kind of like really pushed me to the edge. And then I don't even, I didn't even consciously knew what I was doing. It kind of like snapped. I like snapped mm-hmm. and I like grabs his cheek because I was so annoyed by him. And then I got and then like after I took my hand off it, like I just like okay, yeah, grab his cheek, huh? Oh, stop it, whatever. And then like he was bleeding down his cheek. Wow. And then of course I went to the principal's office. <laughs> yeah, another event. But I didn't like mean to harm. It was it was I wasn't like a person that was beating up kids in high school or anything like that. I wasn't mm-hmm. like that at all. It was more like a like a, I snapped and like. When I was 14, 15, like that was kind of like the years where like all all of the negativity of like childhood with the bullying, mm-hmm. people always always picking on me manifested into anger into high school. And like yeah. I think that's kind of like he he kept making fun of my height. And that was like one of the things that I was that people kept making kept looking down on me. And it's like obviously I can't change my height. So yeah. So when he said he was like, "Oh, sorry, I almost tripped over you. I thought you were one of the seventh graders." Like, like he said something like that. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Like, we don't realize what happens when we're younger. It it really does affect us in high school, in college, and now. Yeah. Like the story I just told you, I I still remember them. Like I could picture the classroom. I can picture everything. Mm-hmm. and I can picture myself you know getting the pencil ready I think I even went up to you and told you like I want this book I want this <laughs> this is what I want <laughs> you know and I I didn't get it what did I say <laughs> <laughs> I don't know we were yeah. so tiny oh my god I wish but, I could I wish we could talk to our younger selves you know I know that you know I would teach myself so many things if I was able to well, now I know how to manage my anger better. Yeah, now um, I know I can't always get what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you and I were just, like, so angry deep down, but we, like, didn't realize. And now we're, like, grown adults. Like, okay, now we need to, like, learn how yes, to not no, act like... misbehave in that way. But, mm-hmm. oh my, I, you know, and I, like, I had no idea that, I mean, I do remember those two girls and how they, they kind of bully us. Yeah, because they were like the rich kids, and we were like the poor. Kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, we were yeah, but we always had each other, and I think like that's what got us through it. But I don't remember. Did we like have any other people in the class bully us, or was it just I those don't think two girls? So I think it was just those two girls. Yeah, I don't remember anyone else I know or having cra- any other problems. You know, it's crazy that these two girls now are like really nice and everything yeah so i wonder if it was just like i mean probably was just a phase clearly well think about it when we're younger we say things that we don't even know if it's wrong or right and then now that we're older and you may think of the past and think of something you said to someone that when you were younger and you're like wow that was actually very harsh but we really didn't know then yeah and i'm not saying that it's okay but it feels like parents need to teach their kids more like don't speak to people that way or you know they need to learn people's appearances more yeah 
it's also everyone is different it's also practicing a lot of mindfulness as a parent because Mm -hmm. they may not be teaching their kid oh say this this kid say it's this kid but if they are treating like let's say to each other they're being mean like you know husband and wife or whatever being mean to each other or fighting and stuff like they don't understand that the kid sitting right there is absorbing everything that you're doing they're watching absorbing everything yeah and it's all like subconsciously too like the kid's not the kid doesn't even know what they're that they're absorbing Mm -hmm. it themselves they're just doing their own thing playing with their toy but like their brain is listening so they're like when you're when you're literally a little kid and your brain is a sponge and you're just the environment that you're in is really going to predict it's not, I don't know if I use the right word predict. I don't want to say your, your past defines you. Cause that's not what I'm saying, but it's more just like, if you're a kid, it's going to like, kind of all that stuff you are absorbing, it's going to fall into, mm-hmm. let's say high school and stuff like that. Of course, when you become an adult, when you realize what you're doing is wrong, then you have the ability to take action and to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just, it's going to be amazing. If we can create a world where kids don't have to heal from their trauma. I mean, I know that like life's not perfect everyone's gonna have trauma like that's just how it is but if we can like lower the amount of likelihood Mm -hmm. of people you know experiencing like people developing bpd for example like that's like behave that's like all about behavior it's not really as like bipolar science like scientific and stuff but bpd Mm -hmm. is actually like a learned disorder yeah yeah and and think about it there are times where now as an adult I do certain things and I'm like oh my mom used to do that why am I I doing that you know what I'm saying so we really do observe and we pick up on every single thing that we see and that's why like now what I do so so here's a tip or something that I do for my mental health so something that I want to share is I do suffer with depression and anxiety but my depression it literally fluctuates so it's a wave it's maybe it's like seasonal sometimes in the winter time sometimes in the fall you know it's always changing but Mm -hmm. my anxiety is always there yeah where do you feel okay so you said you said your depression is comes in waves and you live in new jersey so seasonal Mm -hmm. depression's a real freaking thing um but you do have it you see but you do have your depression like in the summer and the spring where you have the sun right I do not I I don't feel depressed when the sun is out or when it the weather is warm so that's why there's times that I'm like I need to move out of New Jersey but when yeah. it's cold and gloomy and the sun is you know gone by five o'clock yeah that's when I'm just like I'm feeling down so you may I want to do less from- things so you may suffer from seasonal depressive disorder. Yes. I feel like I'm like a therapist here. So that's what you, you are. Mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh-huh. Yeah. I should have got my master's and I can officially call myself that, but I wouldn't have an right. undergrad. You're... And... Listen, your podcast is amazing. Aww. And I'm sure you learn a lot with all the people that you interview and the new things that you're learning, even your posts on Instagram, like you girls need to keep it up. Yeah, the graphics is Ariel. Yes, I know. That's why I said girl. You girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, so many people on this podcast tell me when they look at the, the account, they're like, oh my God, I love the graphics. And I'm like, gotta, gotta mm-hmm. give the props to Ariel. She is amazing. She's so artistic and everything like that. 
Um, so I always just, I always do that. I always like want to make sure she gets all of the credit that she deserves. Um, she deserves it. Yeah, no, she's, she's truly amazing. She's like literally like my, uh, what is that called? Um, without her, I'm like nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I always tell her that I'm like, without you, I'm nothing in my career. (laughs) Because she also like, you know, when I'm, if I'm struggling in like, you know, my social media business, like she's always like, she, she works for me as like a graphic designer, copywriter. Mm-hmm. So it's like, she's, she's always got to back me as well. So I would like, you're literally just like, when it comes to career, like my life and like my purpose, it's like, she's like always, her and I always align when it comes mm-hmm. to ideas. So yeah, I'm so like really thankful to have her in my life. And the way I met her was like the craziest way too. Really? Yeah, I was uh working for Disney at the time and I was a client service coordinator and part of my job is I had to go to these like hotels and locations to pretty much be like their marketing contacts between Disney and the company there um cuz they'll sell our tickets on our behalf. So I was like pretty much their point of contact to Disney. And so she was one of the people in one of the hotels at like the NBC suite. She worked for this this company, like a guest service company that like does all the like the tourism and all that stuff. So like I would just see her on how to drop off marketing material. And um yeah, we just connected there and she would just follow me on Twitter and apparently she thought I was cool. So she just stayed connected with me and then, you know, that's kind of how it is. And she she at the time was an aspiring photographer. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was doing photo shoots and everything like that. So, because when I moved, when I went to New Jersey, I had other people that would do photo shoots with me for fun. And then, like, I didn't really have anybody in Orlando at the time. But yeah. she was like, oh, yeah, I love photography. And I was like, yeah, let's go do it. And she was always, like, so nervous. And she was just kind of, like, didn't have that much confidence. But I was, like, really there to, like, really boost her confidence because she's so talented. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, like, how we connected. And then we just create – we just – keep creating together and at first mentally about us was fully mine the brand but um she always would give me some like ideas in the back end like in the background and stuff like that so i'm like hey i can't do this by myself we really want to actually grow this brand we need to like both be doing this together and because of her literally we gain followers every single day and it's because i decided to stop thinking i could do everything by myself and give her 50% of the brand. And- um, something that I have been suffering with is Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I feel like YouTube and Instagram are two di- Well, they are two different platforms, but they are t- completely two different platforms. YouTube, I feel more open with. So like when I record for my channels or when I do a short or anything that I do for my YouTube channel, I feel more comfortable doing and posting other than um Instagram. Mm-hmm. Instagram is like more intimidating. Really? How come? I'm fascinated. I don't know. I'm very I just, intrigued. I feel like I feel like Instagram is more of your friends and family and people that you know mm-hmm. and you know of course people some people you may not know or but I feel like Instagram is of it's not a real reality. Mm-hmm. So for someone who wants to put their real reality out there like what I do for my channel it's very hard to do on Instagram so you may see I I post stories when I upload my videos on YouTube and when I tell you that my anxiety was so bad the first time that I needed to upload that 
just the story of, hey guys, check out my YouTube. I just created a YouTube, subscribe, you know, check out my first video. Mm -hmm. Just doing that first post was so nerve wracking. I was like, oh my God, you know, if anyone's going to see it or is it good? Did I mess up any words? You know, it's like a perfectionist thing. And I feel like it it does a lot to your brain Mm -hmm. and it also also is mentally draining. You know, because you're so focused on the views, you're so focused on who's looking at it, what are they thinking? What are they going to say? Who are they going to share it with? It's it's just so many different things going through your mind when you have anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, so so making reels, I still to this day have not made a reel because of my social anxiety. And I, I have slacked on my YouTube because I, I had shoulder surgery and I had a whole bunch of, you know, life things going on. But I'm definitely getting back to it. I'm so happy that I'm on this podcast because this is just the start of me getting back to, you know, my channel and I need to keep bringing myself up. There's there's times that I'm like, I need to reverse my anxiety, stop talking myself down and scaring myself and do more of the lifting part. Yeah, because it's really, really important. And Mm -hmm. Instagram, Instagram just gets me. I just needed to share that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually had a lot to have a, a lot of feedback, I want to say, just because okay. I've been where you That's have good. been. I I mean, I don't know if you were watching or anything, but I was doing YouTube a lot mm-hmm. since 2016. Yeah. I stopped about two years ago because of my business. And it's like, it's a lot to be doing social media all day for my clients, then doing more so and you know and you know how it is mm-hmm. youtube is not you just record and upload you gotta edit you gotta plan you get it's, it's a, a lot, lot of work too it's a and lot of work it, behind it and maybe i may go back to it but right now it's just not the time because i just can't find the mental capacity for that but mm-hmm. when when in 2016 i uploaded my first video and the video was how to get a job mm-hmm. and it's not on there right now it's private because i don't want to be sh- it, it's it's literally <laughs> like the most cringy video ever i'm so angry you can see it like we'll see how anxious i am with the video i'm like constantly like doing this while i'm talking and i'm like being like, <laughs> like i just i'm like literally watching myself and i'm like oh my god this is horrible and like the lighting was horrible the freaking mm-hmm. editing was so cringy i was like this is the worst and i remember when i posted the video for the first time i was freaking out i was like Oh my gosh, what is everybody going to think? People are going to be laughing at me. And that was where the anxiety comes in because, you know, the reason people have anxiety, the reason for anxiety is the fear of the unknown because Mm -hmm. this is your first time ever posting a video on the internet, which could potentially be seen by thousands and thousands of people. And you don't know what's going to happen. So this is your first time and you've never experienced, like if you went viral one time, like you don't know, you're probably also scared maybe of what people are going to say, like not even just friends and family, like people on the internet can be weird. Like I've had freaking people Mm -hmm. talk about bridge, like people can be freaking nasty. And and it's just, it's really just kind of like accepting the fact that that's just how it is. And honestly, if I ever get a hate comment, I'm so happy because mm-hmm. that means that I'm doing something I'm pissing somebody off yeah and it I, I, and like I said I've I've literally have been exactly where you were but um, I might get what you're saying with, with the reels things because if you post a reel there's a chance they can literally hit like thousands and thousands of people 
Mm-hmm. So I think it's just knowing- and there's a chance that only like three people will see it <laughs> you know so yeah it's nerve-wracking I have, I have I've especially nerve-wracking when you're posting for a client and you're like oh, <laughs> great. it gets like 10 views and I'm like yeah you know, it's a whole nother story but um but like I said I think it's really just taking the social media aspect out of it it's really just more of the fear of the unknown but when you mm-hmm. do something more often you kind of just like your brain's used to it because you showed it, you showed your brain that a million times already. So it's like, it's not going to be anxious because um, mm-hmm. you already know what's about to happen. Uh, and then it's also, I just think just everybody fears deep down, like, oh my God, like, what are people going to think? But like, I don't know. For me, I just don't care anymore. I've, I've mm-hmm. even like, I, and I've had people like family members even tell me like, oh, why are you posting all your mental health stuff out there? Like I've, I've literally had being like, oh, you're putting too much out there or you're this and that. I'm like, but it's helping people like I literally do Uh get people in my dms reaching out to me being like hey this is a safe place can I talk to you like I get those dms on the mentally a badass account that's nice you're doing I'm telling you you're doing an amazing job an amazing job and you. you know I really hope that you know one day I can get where you girls are because it really isn't easy and then it's like when you stop it's also not easy to get back up. You know, like when they say once you stop college, it's so hard to to continue or to mm-hmm. go back. It's the same exact thing. What was your last video? Um, I, I think do, my I last watch video when was they pop out to, of my subscription. Yeah, my last video was I think it was something about being confident, how to be more confident with yourself. And honestly, I had so much fun recording that video. I had a great time. And it it sucks because, you know, a couple weeks after that, I had to get my shoulder surgery. Mm -hmm. So it was hard because I was getting a bunch of feedback from it. People were commenting, you know, the few views that I get, which is fine. I'm learning, you know, I'm doing this from the from the beginning. And um it was, it was sad seeing my YouTube channel pretty much go down in these couple of weeks. It's been about what two months. I don't even know which day I uploaded I, that. I'm actually video. looking looking up right now. I have a second screen, so okay. that's what I'm so, doing right now. Yeah, so it it might have been. I don't, I can't even tell you. It could have been March. I I really don't know, but it's very heartbreaking when you see all your hard work because it is not easy recording and editing Uh and thinking of a description and a caption and making a thumbnail and and it's just so many little aspects Uh to creating that one video and then Uh it's like then you stop Uh uh-huh yeah I see two months ago yeah two months ago so yeah how to build definitely March how to build your confidence that was my video and I had so much fun doing it. I'm glad. So wait, so what was like the main reason you started your channel? So my main reason, <laughs> that's a great question. So the main reason why I started YouTube was, well, I work from home. Mm-hmm. So I have, a, I have more free time on my hands. I was getting bored, you know, depression. I was trying to find something that would help me better myself. Mm-hmm. And and then I, as I'm bettering myself, I can help others as well. So I wanted to share my story. I wanted to share like things that I'm doing, things that I see. And, you know, I had braces at the time. I, I have acne. 
you know, my hair stuff. I wanted to, I wanted to do it all. I wanted to talk about my depression, my anxiety, and, you know, help other people. I wanted people to understand that they are not alone. Mm-hmm. We, we are not alone. There's always someone out there that is going through the same exact thing as you are. And if anything worse. Yeah. So that that's why I made my channel because I wanted to help people, but I also wanted to help myself. Um. Yeah, no, it's definitely a really good hobby. Um, I was like wondering like what to start with. I wish you were I wish you started YouTube when I was like all about YouTube. So we could have <laughs> like, collaborated. So we could have yeah. collaborated together. Um, yeah, I mean my YouTube channel, like it, it didn't even get to a thousand subscribers. It was like at eight hundred or whatever since I left it. What that's still amazing. I love you so much. I love how like you see those numbers and you're like, Oh, you did so amazing in my head. I'm just like I think I just I see other people with like Mm-hmm. hundred thousand and like two hundred thousand i'm like what am i doing wrong and like yeah uh, i would say the so the, the thing that's really actually growing consistently that i'm like proud of you know it's only 800 followers is this brand um mm-hmm. just because i'm getting them like consistently every day like it's not like a random burst and then it's like okay what happened i think like instagram yeah. is favoriting i i have this big belief that instagram favors certain accounts but it's actually not really a belief it's actually a fact um i mean at the end of the day the algorithm is going to favor an account that's keeping the the people on the platform the longest because Mm -hmm. that's how they make their money um because you know they throw ads in there and stuff like that um so i think since mentally a badass is like was getting a lot of views for reels and i think there really wasn't much competition at the time when it came to Mm -hmm. me making reels that were like mental health related like not just like what i post is so raw like i'll be straight up being like i don't know what's the last thing i posted oh yeah i think it was like about um what i have and i wish i didn't have like like you know like lack of quality sleep with bipolar and then like Mm -hmm. one day i literally posted a reel of me being like oh i woke up and everyone hate me like it's so personal and vulnerable and i think like not many people really just go out there and just be like everyone hates me or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> why give that to you because it's it's not easy doing that on instagram for some reason i think maybe i'm just used to it yeah but... you definitely are and it takes practice it yeah i think takes consistency I've, i think because i've had like a lot of people message me over the years mm-hmm. saying like straight you know strangers like i even had like a person who listened to one of my podcast episodes like found found me on Facebook and like messaged wow. me on Facebook and was like, Oh, I have bipolar and hearing your story was really helped me a lot. And so like she directed she took the time of her day to look for me on Facebook to message me. It's like That's it really shows nice. so I'm like, okay, like that shows that I'm actually doing something awesome. It's not like everyone's like shut mm-hmm. the heck up. You know what I mean? Like it's actually really helping others and people comment on my stuff being like oh I think I have bipolar like I don't know what I should do like I get a lot of people like that mm-hmm. commenting on the videos and I'm- but like I said my YouTube channel is still new I created my YouTube channel in November of 2022 yeah. and then I had to stop in January because that's when I first got hurt so I was only able to work on my channel for about three full months oh really yeah until oh until I got injured and then you know I only had one shoulder I was thank god you know my it was my left shoulder that I hurt but so I was able to use my dominant hand but 
you don't realize how much you use your other arm Mm -hmm. or how much you need your other arm and I couldn't set I couldn't I couldn't set up anything I couldn't set up my tripod my phone or my camera or my laptop it was just so uncomfortable editing with one hand Mm. so it's very very draining and emotional I even created a video uh, like a hair video and mm-hmm. I still have it on my laptop I still to this day have not edited it or uploaded it because it was just so many things going on like you know with having to rest to get my arm better with working from home also and you know just being unstable it it was hard yeah and but... I'm not gonna lie the first two three weeks of my surgery was not easy at all all mentally physically you know every single thing you're you're laying in your bed or your couch because depending what your situation you can't lay in your bed so I was actually sleeping on the couch for weeks because I had to sleep sitting up mm-hmm. and I couldn't do anything so I had people coming over to my apartment and helping me and thank god for my boyfriend you know he did so much too but when you're not able to do anything it sucks and it takes a toll on you because you're just sitting there and like so it was very hard having to deal with that especially being someone who does everything in you know in my house mm-hmm. and I got sad I beat myself up and there was there was maybe like three days that it was like horrible for me I would cry and I would try and journal, but then it was like, I couldn't hold the book or, you know, it was always a struggle. So then I'll get even more frustrated with myself. And then it would like, then the next couple of days, I just let it be or, or I would sleep it off. And then I would like write on the sticky notes, like, you know, love yourself, be proud of where you are, or just try and like motivate myself, even though I was stuck home and I couldn't do anything. And it was like, no matter what, you know, like at the end of the day, I kept pushing myself. So that's really what helped me because I feel like if I didn't do those sticky notes or try and journal or try to do anything at all, mm-hmm. I I would have probably been sad longer. Mm-hmm. And even those little things, like it takes a long time to still help you. Uh-huh. But I did what I had to do. And it got me out of, you know, that funk and not wanting to do anything. I didn't want to get out of the couch. I didn't want to get fresh air. I didn't want to leave the apartment. And it brought me down so much to the point where it was like, I can't do my YouTube channel. I can't work. I can't walk my dog. I can't do the dishes. And all those things were just building up inside of me. And then it was finally a point that I was like, you know what? I cannot keep doing this or living like this. Mm-hmm. I think we live in this so. I think we live in this society where it's like from what I'm hearing I used to feel like that a lot too like I've had surgery myself I had appendicitis and like I couldn't even walk at mm-hmm. one point um and I think we're just so used to always kind of like being on the go and doing things so once we have a moment when we're like injured and we just need just rest it's really mm-hmm. hard for the brain to comprehend that because yep. it's so used to the constant like um like hustle and bustle. I mean, I'm not I don't know if you were a hustle and bustle kind of gal, but you're mm-hmm. so used to, you know, working or doing a YouTube channel or cleaning or whatever. And I think uh once you couldn't do anymore, you realize, oh my gosh, like 
how I don't like I remember how I felt like I actually went through that exact mindset that you mm-hmm. went through where I felt helpless because I, I literally couldn't move after my appendicitis yeah. like I couldn't walk so I was like man you really but also I want to kind of give a little advice if you don't mm-hmm. if you don't mind um the way I think a huge mind shift change would have I mean, I think it was great when you were putting like, you know, the notes that you were doing. But I think another thing, too, it's like where I think if I'm like sick or going through it or whatever, and I'm not like I'm and I'm just literally just watching TV and doing nothing because of any type of illness or like surgery or whatever. I just think in my head, like, okay, maybe this is like the universe saying it's time for you to rest, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's okay to rest. And I feel like that's a big issue that a lot of people have is that they when they rest they feel like oh my god I feel like I'm useless or something like that it's just like that Mm -hmm. kind of feeling and from what I'm like listening to you I feel like that's kind of what you were going through is that you were feeling like oh my god I feel useless and then going it just goes all back deep in your head like if we're not constantly working or doing things like that then we just kind of feel like okay what are we doing you know but you had a valid reason to not do anything you know like you weren't being like a lazy person just kind of like you know doing nothing mm-hmm. and just whatever like you are a productive human being and you've done so much and by the way can I congratulate you on your house on here thank you yes yes oh, so thank I, you so much of course so you're doing so much and I think like for that moment when you had to you know recover you kind of weren't really thinking that and I think kind of like shifting your mood like okay this is just the universe telling me I have to rest and mm-hmm. that's it and you know that you're and you know you're gonna get better and it's you know and then it just kind of also just puts a lot of gratitude into your head like oh I'm so thankful that I do have the two arms and I was able to mm-hmm. get the re- recover I, I'm able to recover so I think it's just more kind of like having that lesson of really shifting that mindset and always telling yourself it's okay if you can't always be every single day like yesterday I went to a depressive episode and I was literally in my bed doing my work like it was like I was slept like majority of the day and you know and Mm -hmm. I used to get I used to beat myself up up, over that you know calling into work feeling I'm feeling like such a loser and stuff like that and I'm like you know what when it happened yesterday I'm like it's okay you know like I'm the only person judging myself Mm -hmm. you know and if you and if you tell yourself it's okay to take those rest days at the end of the day, no one's going to be thinking, oh, wow, Justina is doing nothing. She's being so useless. Like, in reality, people don't mostly just care about themselves. They're not really, mm-hmm. like, at home thinking, like, oh, wow, this person did this. It's, like, the majority. <laughs> and it's a t- and if they honestly are doing that, then they have their own demons they need to work on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I was hearing that. I just felt like I just wanted to just kind of, like, give you that advice um because it just like breaks me knowing that like you're feeling that feeling of the useless uselessness and Mm -hmm. and I I know I've literally have been there so many times because I have to feel like if I'm not doing something constantly I feel like I'm like worthless or something like that and that just stems from my childhood yeah and it was the same thing with me the the problem was it was very hard for me to just accept the fact that it's okay to rest like just Mm -hmm. you know you can chill Take yeah. the couple days off that you have, sleep, rest it off. It was very hard for me to just 
accept that. And I don't know if it was because, you know, I'm always on the go and I'm always, you know, my life is nonstop. <laughs> so, you know, I live in New Jersey. I live in the city. It's, it's nonstop here. It's, yes. Everything is very competitive. You're competing with, you know, life, everything. Just leaving your house. I talk about this on my channel all the time, like leaving the house and driving. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you have people cursing you out. Like, you know, yes. it, it's just like your adrenaline. You're you're just so used to the fast paced lifestyle. And then it's like when it stops, it's like, what? What yeah, is you that? get all anxious because you're like, whoa, yeah, what's going on? You know what I mean? So I had to teach myself like it's OK to not be OK. Like, that's it. Stop. And when I was in New Jersey for that month, Mm-hmm. I saw every everything you were just stating. I saw all of that. And then also I'm I moved to Florida and it's slower pace here. Mm-hmm. And so I learned that I learned how I was like, you know, okay, I take these days. And it's just it's just a different culture over here. And so when I was in Jersey for like a month and being surrounded by people who work like 10 hours a day and like always go, 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 and this, 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 and this. And I was like helping, I was helping a friend with her business, right? Mm-hmm. and um her husband is so used to the whole go 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 like literally working a lot and um there was a time where I went I was helping them with something um like making them something on like Canva and they kept constantly asking me for it and mm-hmm. but I always tell my friend I'm like the way I operate like I'm not a fast this 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 and that like I have my tassels I plan on my weeks in advance if I get too stressed I could put myself into an into an episode so mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't, like, get mad at the husband just because he doesn't know me like my friend knows me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it just shows right there. It's, like, maybe if I was doing this task for them back in, like, 2014, 2015 when I was in Jersey and I was, like, a full Jersey person, it would have been, like, okay, yeah, I'll get it to you and, like, whatever. But now Mm -hmm. I'm, like, you know, I'm not going to put all this pressure on myself. Like, my mental health is always number one with anything. And, you know, his mindset is not like that. It's more like work, 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 work. It's like, more of competitive. Like this needs to get done because I need to make another one after uh, this. You yeah. know, it's like nonstop. Yeah. yeah. So it, it just showed we kind of clashed a little bit there. And I think, but I told, I did tell him, I was, I, de- I told my friend to explain it to him because he just, just doesn't understand me like she understands me. So mm-hmm. he, she had to like tell him, be like, you can't be like that with Justine. Like that's just. That's not how her like work is not her first priority, you know. And like I and I did yeah. get I did get their task done. I got everything. Like I said, it's just I can't be like pressured like that because then it puts stress on me. And mm-hmm. I just you know so um I it just kind of like showed right there how we clashed there and how like I've been away from Jersey since 2016, so that's like seven years that I've been the making of a Floridian. So my wow. mind's like different <laughs> now. Yeah, my mind's yeah, of course. Different. When it comes to priorities and work and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just think it's just everything you said. Like, you live in New Jersey, you live in the urban area, and it's just go, go, go there. And it's always, like, work, 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 work. And that's just, like, how it is. While in Florida, it's, like, more like, yeah, we work, but we, like, chill, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, think about it. When when my boyfriend and I, we went to Maryland, like, two weeks ago, and um, we went to eat. And we had our my well our dog with us. And we ate, we got our drinks, but it was like, to get our drinks, we got our food first before we got our drinks. And we were like, how do we get our food first? Before our drinks? <laughs> right. So then we're already like thinking about that. Yeah. Then we're like, okay, why is the flu taking so long? Mm-hmm. We're like, what the hell? We're there sitting. 
waiting, you know, or just talking or whatever, getting antsy because it's taking too long. And we see the waitress walking back and forth, you know, taking their time because in Maryland, everything is just slow paced, which it should be. Then we eat right away. You know, we eat quickly and then we're like, okay, where's the check? We don't see the waitress. So we're like, um, hello, where's this guy? We need to go. Like we're done eating. What? So it's like, (laughs) then we finally go, then we finally ask for the check and then we're still waiting even longer. And it's like, there was to a point that like, we both just laughed at each other. Like, do you see the world that we live in? <laughs> like, the, like, we're literally antsy waiting for a check. Like, we can't just sit and chill for a second. <laughs> Everything is just so fast paced for us. We're like, all right, you know, what? forget it. We're just gonna relax. We're not gonna, because we were like eyeing the waitress down already. Like, hello, where's that? You know, <laughs> but it's like, that's how it is here in Jersey. In Jersey, everything is like quick. You get your, your drinks, your food. You know, everything you ask for, you get right away. Your check. You know, if not, people are cursing you out. It's not you're getting a horrible tip. Oh, my God. So it's it's very, very different. Completely oh, different lifestyle. I yep. think you should just move to Florida. I really, we honestly. Well, you just bought, we a, just house. bought a house. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I just realized I'm like, this is like, I think I missed my opportunity, my my window of opportunity. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm really glad. So like where we bought a house is in a very nice area. There's like a nature reserve right next to us. So I'm very, very glad for that because I love nature and trees. So you're still in the city, but it's more calm and relaxing area. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's very grounding. One person I, I talk with and what she does is like she does a lot of gardening, which like helps mm-hmm. her with her anxiety and everything like that. Yeah, it's because at the end of the day, like us humans are supposed to be in nature. Mm-hmm. And I I really and I talked about this a lot in my podcast, even on my YouTube channel and how like reasons why I left New Jersey. And it's like I always I always mention like it has nothing to do with like, you know, my friends and family there. Like cause one person like got insulted by my video, which that's just whatever um <laughs> it, it, it's just never, like you're explaining it exactly how i think it's like my soul is not meant to be going da 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 go 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 mm-hmm. go this 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 and then also like the seasonal like i already have like my own like bipolar and everything so like i already have my bipolar depression so like when you add on seasonal depression it really puts mm-hmm. you in the gutter you know so it does yeah so between it just like the environment wasn't really helping me and Mm -hmm. also it's just like the people um not just like saying like my close friends you know obviously I love them I have like my my good friends and stuff like that but overall like a lot of the people can you can you say that they're a little bit more hostile than like other states a (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent a hundred percent Thank you for agreeing with me. I feel like you're because. like really like the only one who really gets what I'm saying. Or I I feel like it which I mean people in Jersey they travel places and they see things, but I think I'm like every time I talk to someone from Jersey and I say that they don't I mean they will agree that it's hostile, but I don't think they really see mm-hmm. the substantial difference. Yeah. And like Florida and New Jersey, like I um like for example in Florida, if you see someone walking a dog, they'll wave at you and be like, huh? Hi. Yeah, no, not here. <laughs> Don't do that. Like, yeah. So like when I was in an apartment complex, like all of them are like you know, pet friendly and stuff like that. So yeah, we're wave, huh? Smile, whatever. But then like I was in New Jersey one time. I was in New Jersey about a, a different time a year ago. And I was in when what what town was I in? Um oh goodness. I was actually like in a hotel at the time because I had COVID. 
I think it was mm-hmm. in like I don't think it was Edgewater. I think it, I don't know. It was one of the ones that starts with an E. And um, I was just sitting outside reading a book, and I saw somebody like on the street, like on the side walking their dog, and I like waved at them, and they were like, "What? Who are you, yeah, weirdo?" That's, like that's yeah. <laughs> it's like so my my boyfriend he is from washington washington state Mm -hmm. and they're like in the west coast they're a lot more friendly in in my opinion Mm -hmm. i think and Mm -hmm. so um my 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 boyfriend's like super super friendly so when when he came to (laughs) new jersey i was like no i mean if you are was this when you visited recently yeah okay yeah you know what's really funny is um there was a car that like Cause you know in New Jersey, like if you're walking across the street, people don't mm-hmm. stop. Like do you run or they run, <laughs> or they hit you? You better, you better run. Yeah. So that like so, and then also I was like I was in Richmond Park on Main Street, and like there was like a New York City bus that was about to start going, and I you always know when they're about to start moving when you hear like them take off the brake. So when I heard mm-hmm. that, I just like in my head, I'm just so used to okay, just waiting on the sidewalk until they go, but like my boyfriend was used as a world walking because technically we did have the right of way. And then there was like this car that was like speeding on main street and we're just like walking. And I was just like, still like not walking with him. I was like waiting on the sidewalk. So he was kind of like, Oh, let's go. And then I last one thing I decided to go because I kind of feel like it's pressured. And then like yeah. the car almost hit us. And then my boyfriend was like cursing him out and screaming at him. And I was <clears> like, <throat> Oh my gosh, what's going on? It was like the fifth thing on his first day that he, I think he was in New Jersey for like two hours or whatever. Oh no. And then he was like, oh, I'm just fitting in with you guys. I was like. <laughs> no, that's, that's when a driver comes out of the car and starts <laughs> fighting you. <laughs> so I, I just had to, no, because I said to him, I was like, I think I'm just, I think in Washington, they stop and they have courtesy and stuff like that. Here mm. it's like, Either you run across the street, you don't walk, or they they don't give a shit. They're gonna run you over, and if they don't run you over, they're gonna they're gonna beep and curse you out, and maybe come out with a mm-hmm. bat. Like, yeah, <laughs> literally. So it just kind of just like show like this like with me dating him, I'm seeing so many like differences, mm-hmm. and that just I feel like that's just kind of like it just opens your mind. You know what I mean? It definitely does. Mm-hmm. Try to think. Try to think back. So when you're, let's say you're depressed right now, you're going through the waves. What would you do? There's so many different things that I try. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but a, a main thing that I do is I always do reverse psychology on myself oh. because I just feel like instead of always saying I can't do this, I'm not gonna do this, I just switch it to I am gonna do it. Yeah. You know, I I always like to be more positive with myself and switch how my mind is thinking. So my mind can be like, you're not going to do this. You suck at this. Don't even try it. But then out loud, I'll just say, I got this. I'm going to do this. You know, I I try and switch it because your mind literally beats you up. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, the best time for affirmations is right when you wake up because your subconscious is very sensitive at the time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And and that's why it's very hard to get out of bed sometimes. So I have a question for you. Okay. So when did you decide to take the route of personal developments? Um, were you always like this, like in high school growing up? Because not everybody thinks like we are, I like mm-hmm. we do with the whole bettering yourself. Like a lot, a lot of people think it's bullshit. 
you know, and they're kind of like asleep in my opinion. Um, so where was that moment? Do you remember where you're like, you know what? I'm tired of feeling this anxiety and depression. Like I'm ready to just really work on myself. So I would say I've always been the kind of person who looks up like personal development, things to make me happier, things to get me out of the house. You know, I I always look up these things to better myself. But as, as I was, as I read them, so like high school, not, not young age, but like, I would say high school, college, definitely. I started doing this because when I would see articles, I felt like they weren't, not that they weren't good enough, but I could do this too. Mm-hmm. So when I would read it, let's say it was how to be happy. Let's let's just use that as an example, how to be happy. And they were giving tips and, you know, even looking at their website or their bullets or the font, I would see certain things like that. And I'm like, I can do a better job than that. And I can put more experience in this mm-hmm. because I have more traumas, you know, in my life, things mm-hmm. that I've went through that can benefit other people mm-hmm. like I said before there's so many things that other people are going through and they're feeling alone but they mm-hmm. shouldn't because everyone is going through even the same thing or worse yeah so when I started my channel it was it was literally out of the blue mm-hmm. when I was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna start my my YouTube channel and I'm gonna you know help other people better themselves it was just a snap in my life. I think it was more of like a crisis, like a, you know, they say like, well, no, I'm 27, but I like, you know, when you're turning 30 and you're having like a life, life crisis, a thing. Yeah. So I, I wasn't, it kind of was, but wasn't, it was probably more of like my depression. So like the winter was just about to start here. And this winter, cause every single winter I'm depressed or I'm Mm -hmm. sad, or I don't want to leave the house, or I don't want to do my hair, you know, or I don't want to go into work. So it was like this year, I want to change that. Mm -hmm. I want to help myself, you know, be better than Mm -hmm. what I was last year. Mm -hmm. And doing that, I'm going to record it. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to show other people, you know, my progress, and show other people what I'm trying, and if it actually works, or if it doesn't. And, And same thing with like products, and things so like I started doing a lot of meditation mm-hmm. and in some of my videos I mentioned like how meditation is actually really helping me a lot mm-hmm. it's been a while since I meditated I'm not gonna lie me too <laughs> it's not gonna lie but I started journaling again so I am so happy but it's you know it's like the little steps and I just feel like we're all human we all make mistakes we all need someone who can pick us up once in a while Mm -hmm. and that's why I felt like when I made my YouTube channel I wanted to be that person who's gonna pick myself up Mm -hmm. and have others join me in doing it as well yeah that's honestly like how I felt you know when I started mentally about us um I think I discovered when I wanted to do it was originally when I started YouTube was just to like for fun and making comedy mm-hmm. sketches. But then when I saw that I can drive like an audience, I was like, I want to use my platform to better the world, you know, because mm-hmm. you could agree with this. This world could be really freaking messed up. 
very um but also i like to not always think of it like that do you listen to podcast well besides mine um do you listen to other podcasts <laughs> um i do i listen i mean do you want to know which ones i listen to i want you just to recommend like in- i want you to like recommend podcasts like if i can throw out a recommendation it would be mm-hmm. two podcasts that i actually three of them i really like um mindset mentor have you heard of that one okay. That one's no. really good. It's like it's it's short. It's pretty short episodes, like maybe fifteen minutes. So it's okay. really good, like just like a quick one in the morning, and it really helps with changing your mindset. And then, mm-hmm. um, on purpose by Jay Shetty. Do you know that one? Jay Shetty, he's amazing. I love Jay Shetty. Yeah, I Jay Shetty love him. Is pretty getting pretty well known. I mean, I first discovered him on Facebook, like seeing like those videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, his podcast is beautiful. And yeah, then- I first. I first saw his video on YouTube a couple years ago, and I thought he was amazing. Yeah. And then um, also Call Her Daddy. Do you know that one? Okay, Call Her Daddy, yeah. yeah That's a I very mean, popular one. Yeah, recently it's been skyrocketing. I mean, it originally mm-hmm. started out, like, being, like, a sex podcast. Um, yeah. And then I, like, listened to it because, like, I actually had a coworker who was like, oh, yeah, this is this podcast. It's so good. It's so funny. And I listened mm-hmm. to it and I'm like, oh my God, this is so cringy. I mean, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is bad, but it was just like I wouldn't like listen to it like on a daily. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be like if I need like a good laugh. But then she started bringing a lot of like notable people on mm-hmm. her podcast, started interviewing them and really took a 360 on her podcast. Okay. And I think it's just amazing how she built her she basically her audience is like mostly women. And like so she turned her podcast from being like funny like humor sex podcast to like woman empowerment and i just think mm. that's just beautiful you know i love that i would love to meet her one day alex <laughs> cooper yeah so well, do you have you have any recommendations yeah so i have two that i do listen to um the first one her name is bria jones so she is the reason why i started my youtube channel a little bit too because i was watching some of her videos but her videos are more on like women's um like our health as mm-hmm. in the things that we we go through gotcha. you know, in our body I need, I need to um, that. yeah she's she's amazing um so i started watching that and i'm like you know what i can do mental health you know different yeah. things um, but her podcast is a little bit different from her YouTube channel. It's more of like free. Her YouTube channel is more structured, but mm-hmm. her her podcast is called Delusional Diaries. I think delusional. Yeah, it's Delusional Diaries, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's free. She, you know, she curses on there. She speaks her mind and mm-hmm. she shares a lot of um, stories. So I love her podcast. And then another podcast that I listen to is Oprah Super Soul. I don't know if you heard of her podcast, but mm. um, since I was little, I always watched her channel. So it was like when I saw on Spotify that she had her own podcast, she has so many inspirational um, people join her podcast like weekly. Mm-hmm. So it's like every Wednesday I get a notification and it's like, you know, Oprah Super Soul, she has a new, a new episode. So I just love hearing the knowledge. And, and it's, sometimes it's a very spiritual, but it's just so many different things. And, and what I also like is the, the knowledge from older people. Okay. Because a lot of, 
a lot of the people that you know are like like a couple of weeks ago she actually had Tina Turner oh wow interview yeah so um that was pretty sad and then you know she did like Michelle Obama and just a whole bunch of knowledgeable people on on there so I love to hear that I love to hear you know the challenges that they face because mm -hmm. like I said we're not alone yeah even celebrities and the higher people that we may think like oh wow they're rich so they're happy like no they're going through the same thing just in a bigger house <laughs> you know it's crazy my most popular episode on this podcast was a woman that I interviewed where she was an executive at her company, like the highest level, like, you know, had a lot of money, nice house, kids, mm -hmm. husband, but she would be suicidal. Oh, so we had a conversation about that. And that's the, like, that's like the episode that like did really well. I was like, Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Because as you were saying, like people want to hear that they want to, like, yeah. oh, wow, this girl who was like, an executive in this company that a lot of people would, you know, a lot because you know a lot of people would look down on those kind of people, be like, oh, they have it all, and like, oh, they don't care about us, little mm -hmm. people. You know what I mean? Like that they have the best life, and they're never, yeah. you know, going through what I'm going through. Yeah. So she was there to break that boundary right there and talk and really be vulnerable, and she mm -hmm. was very detailed in my podcast. So, um, that's what people want to hear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so last thing I want to ask is, um, what is the last piece of advice you would like to provide my audience? Mm. So I, I would like to share. Question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so there's so many things. Um, you know, I'm as I get older, every single day, there's like so many new things that I'm learning mm -hmm. in myself, in the things that I see, in the things that I do. But one thing that I do want to share is it's okay to take as much time as you need. Especially like, for example, I spoke about my shoulder surgery. Mm -hmm. Like I really did need rest and I did need to relax. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we don't know when it's okay to, to stop mm -hmm. and just evaluate your life or where you are and just take a breather. So it's okay to stop, mm -hmm. but just remember like the world is never gonna, it's not gonna, the world isn't gonna wait for you. Mm -hmm. You must continue eventually, but it's like, you need a break. We yeah. all go through a breaking point in our life mm -hmm. and without going through what we went through or without the traumas or tribulation or trials or tribulations, we we wouldn't be able to succeed because mm -hmm. we didn't learn anything before. Yeah. So take a break, take in every single thing that you're learning, take in what you see or how your life is evaluated. And then from there work on it little by little, but it's mm -hmm. okay, <laughs> you know, to take time. Yeah. Screaming out there in Tina. Time is, time is everything. So if you need, no matter how old you are, no matter you know, if you have a college degree or not, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what age you are, who you are, where you are in life. Mm -hmm. Start right now. Don't like, don't take too much time, but <laughs> you know, time, just time know yourself. Very, Everyone's different. Time is very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so great to be back. Very, yes. very happy. Yes, this is this is you being back on social media. And I yes. hope this motivated you to go on, make that content, girl. Mm-hmm. Spread that love, spread that awareness. And yeah, thank you for everyone listening. And stay tuned for next week's podcast episode.